0: America's podcast. My name is John Schroeder and today I am joined by Adam Shudders. Adam is uh, the campus minister at the BCM right here at GSW. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really glad to be here today. That's awesome. So Adam, you're kind of new into this position. Um, and so I got the privilege to, to get a chance to meet you actually at the BCM. So I've been going for a few weeks just to check it out. I've been really encouraged by the welcoming spirit. Um, love the the environment there, the students. Uh, it's just really great to be a part of, of this part of the city as well. So tell me a little bit about Adam Shutters and just kind of how you got from uh, to America's being born all the way to the kind of the BCM life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was born at a hospital here in Americus and uh, lived in Elville, but went to Southland, which is on the other side of town, public, uh, private school. Um, graduated from there in, in 2014 and uh, went to Georgia Southwestern for college. And, uh, and when I graduated from there, I knew that the Lord was directing me into some form of ministry, wasn't really sure yeah. what to do because I'd been serving in the local BCM at Southwestern for about three years at that point and um, continued helping around with whatever they need helping with um, music-wise, speaking-wise mm-hmm. at different churches and um, helping out with different youth ministries. and uh, So that's all part of kind of the, the, the
0: Baptist Collegiate ministry, right? So did you grow yeah. up in the, in the church? Or yeah. kind of tell me a little bit about your family dynamics. Tell me about your parents. Tell me, were you your only child? What, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so um, both of my parents uh, went to church growing up and we all went to Plains. Like right after I was born, went to Plains Baptist Church. Um, went to church my whole life. Um, uh, me and my brother, I've got one younger brother. He's about four years younger than I am. And, okay. uh, so we've all been brought up in the church pretty heavily. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. What was
0: your personality like? Who were you? Were you a shy guy? Were you, uh, were you very
1: into like meeting new people? What was your kind of, uh, when I was younger, I was kind of shy. Um, but as I grew up a little bit and got into like middle school and high school, uh, it got to the point where a lot of times, you know, I don't really yeah. meet a stranger yeah, kind of yeah. thing. I just enjoy talking to people, meeting people. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think changed that? Like,
0: what was it about your lifestyle, or maybe maybe things that you were that influenced you that kind of helped you uh, make common ground with with relationships?
1: Um. To be honest, they're not like one kind of thing that that yeah. made it that way, but. Uh, I just saw growing up, my parents and my grandparents are all kind of that way, you know. They they're just really friendly to people, uh, just kind of just invite anybody in, kind of deal, you know. Yeah. Just to talk, have conversations, you know, just be friendly with them. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the way I was raised, and and when I, like I said, when I was little, it was kind of hard mm-hmm. for me. I, I didn't I didn't understand that. You know, my dad just talked to anybody. Yeah. Well, they
0: were doing all the work too, That's right? right? They were bringing all the people, and then you just got to like work around that. And then as you grew up, you were kind of becoming your own, right? That's so right. It's a little bit easier for you transition. What 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 activities did you and your brothers do? What what did you like like to do? Sports, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I like to play baseball growing up. My brother played football a little bit, um, and then got involved in the band during high school, and as I did a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, we both are very kind of outdoorsy type people. Okay. Um work with our hands kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. aspirations, baseball,
0: uh, music? Like did you did you find yourself wanting to become a baseball player or do you just enjoy the sport, just in general for community? Yeah,
1: I mean I my dream was to be a baseball player. Okay. Um, which when I got to eighth grade that kinda of got shot and blew my arm out and Oh no. So what that, happened? Well <laughs> Well, I mean, we were out in the yard one day with me and my dad, and I was throwing a, a weight ball that was too heavy. Mm. And, you know, it just kind of, I don't know, something messed up, and I never really did get it seen about. Yeah, yeah. And um, What position did you play? Like, what were you going after? What, yeah, what did you... so I caught and played first base. Okay. I started out playing first base, and then I transitioned into catching, uh, which is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And um,
0: you got to have an arm for that, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, most that's, definitely. Yeah.
1: And after I messed my arm up, it just it just wasn't a, a reality anymore. I couldn't hit with any sort of power, yeah, yeah, anything like that. My arm just couldn't handle, you know, a full a full game's worth of throwing. Yeah, couldn't yeah. throw anybody out, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff anymore. I and so it, I saw that I saw that dream just kind of go out the window pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: but then you transitioned to maybe something like music, or were you doing it at that at the same time, or?
1: Yeah, so music was kind of something that I started in around middle school. My whole family is kind of musical, and um, I had, I, you know, there's been a guitar around, you know, my grandparents' house ever since I was born. And um, you know, they had, they, you know, they gave me little ones and stuff when I was little, just to mess around on. But when I was when I was in middle school, they gave me one for Christmas. Okay. And um, who I was gonna try to learn to play, and I got kind of frustrated with it, and didn't really, didn't really learn much. Like I learned enough chords to play um, mm-hmm. the style of music bluegrass that, that he played, and um, just just basic yeah. rhythm and stuff. But after after that kind of happened with my arm and baseball and stuff, I kind of stepped more into pursuing music, especially bluegrass music. Yeah. Pretty heavily got involved with um, the band playing mandolin, some fiddle. Um, yeah. And really, I mean, got recognized at some pretty, pretty big things in Atlanta yeah. for the Country Music Hall of Fame in Georgia. And wow. Banjo's no joke, man. That's like, that's full picking and everything,
0: right? Yeah, so you know, yeah. You don't, you don't get away with just the strumming. You got you to hit everything, right? That's right. So
1: Yeah, and I, start, I started with that my freshman year of college, okay. picking Badger.
0: So, who, who were your influences in, in music? You, you mentioned
1: your family. Yeah. What else? Who, um, who did you listen to? So, as far as recording music that I listened to, was uh, Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. Okay. Um, some Bill Monroe stuff, which is considered the father of bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some some modern day people. A uh, girl named Sierra Hole plays mandolin, Sam Bush, they play mandolin. Um, They were some of the first two I watched when I started in the bluegrass journey, and then when I got into uh, picking banjo and stuff like that, you Mm -hmm. know Earl Scruggs and uh, JD Crowe, who just passed away, I think it was this year. Um, But all of those kind of pioneers of of bluegrass music that were Mm -hmm. then, and even seeing it move up into the some of the newer forms. That it's taken now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, did you get a chance to to play with uh, you know older older people because they were in more in the bluegrass scene, or were there a lot of kids your age like, hey, let's start a bluegrass band?
1: What what was that kind of dynamic like? <laughs> yeah, there's not many people you know younger than about fifty that enjoy bluegrass music, <laughs> um, or at least play it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it was mainly a lot of older people. Uh, or I say older is the group I played with is. Uh, the band that my grandpa had started mm-hmm. ooh, probably before I was born. Okay. And... Um, Have you, did you mention the name already? Yeah, Holston Road Bluegrass is okay. the name of that band. Okay. We're still going today. All right. Um, still playing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like bluegrass festivals and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd meet some people my age or a little bit younger sometimes. They mm. were getting into bluegrass music and stuff like that. But... Um, Kind of that age gap that you see in a lot of places. You know, yeah. you've got your kind of kids up teenagers, and then there's a gap of people until they're like 40 or 50. Yeah, 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 yeah. That gap exists in bluegrass music too. Okay, all right,
0: so you're doing that. Do you see yourself taking on that career, that, that path? Yeah. Um, um, and so, I mean, do you, do you feel like, I mean, you're obviously you're doing that now. Did you want to see yourself do more than what you're doing now? Like, do you want to see yourself like just kind of take off or, or what are your thoughts on that
1: for a or short ju- time or was it just
0: for community and fun and
1: for a short time i thought about it um i knew some people in atlanta and a couple of people around here that uh wanted to do some things and had connections yeah. and um had offered some things in the past to mm-hmm. like take it a little bit further yeah um but also along that time was when I was figuring out, like, you know, is am I doing this for the Lord, or am I doing this like for my mm-hmm. own personal gain, kind of stuff. And um, and what 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 age were you at that point that you're talking
0: about? Freshman in college. Okay, freshman in college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So what is that? I mean, I mean, again, going back to the music scene, you kind of see yourself um what are your thoughts on on taking that a little bit further you just mentioned about just kind of you know why are you doing it so tell me a little bit more about that
1: um you mean as far as like taking music a little bit further yeah 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 um man i just enjoy it i love it and um you know the the possibility of maybe being able to do that professionally Mm -hmm. was something that piqued my interest yeah yeah um, but, but also having conversations with some people that I, that I know that do play music professionally, mm-hmm. it's a really hard, it's a hard go at it sometimes. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. uh, I, I just kind of decided against it. Yeah. What's the, what's the
0: favorite place that you played in or just concert that you ever be a part of, uh, playing, playing actually in the, in the music? Yeah.
1: Club? So, um, this is going to sound funny, but. I really enjoy playing in nursing homes. Okay. Like, I love that. It's a smaller, like, atmosphere, but just to be able to hang out with the people and, like, bring them encouragement. Because we play a lot of songs that they knew back when they were kids. And, like, Mm. listen to the Grand Ole Opry on AM radio and stuff like that. Um, So that's really fun. But as far as actually, like, Mm -hmm. uh, venue-wise, concert-wise, yeah. Probably my favorite thing is we played for the uh, Atlanta Society of Entertainers
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, kind of annual Hall of Fame deal where they inducted into people into the Hall of Fame and into the kind of like the Hall of Honor type stuff, and um, so we got to play for all of them about oh, a thirty cool. minute set, uh, and so that was that was extremely fun. Yeah, and because it's just a lot of people who are somebody mm-hmm. in the state of Georgia who are in the music scene and um, to be able to do that. That's to awesome. Be, to be up there in front of them and to have that opportunity to play is really cool. That is cool. All right, so let me, let me ask you this. I, I'm new to Americus.
0: What is the music scene like here in Americus and what would you like to see uh, as far as music or arts uh, in Americus?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll keep along, uh, along the line of bluegrass for a second. We have a, or we used to have a SEBA chapter, which is Southeastern Bluegrass Association in America. It's based out at uh, Brickyard Plantation. Okay. Um, and so we would get together, you know, once a month and have a jam. Mm-hmm. And um, just be able to have that bluegrass community in America. mm mm-hmm. And I mean, shoot, there'd probably be 20 people out there sometimes just playing music for two or three hours. Um, Between that and then like local artists, uh, Mm -hmm. there's some country music artists from the area. um, Some that I know of or Mm -hmm. I know their family. Um, You know, even like Kaylee Hammock went to Southland and was out there when I was out there. And Mm -hmm. um, you know, she is, of recording artist now, yeah. kind of big time or whatever, um, in Nashville, and so like music is, is kind of a important part of the area, yeah, you know, because it, it's brought the area a little bit of recognition, um, just from other places, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's cool to think yeah. about and to be a part of, and uh, just think Americans is part of some of that scene, but. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I've noticed a couple of the uh, events that I've gone to. They've had live music. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Even downtown, they've got little speakers everywhere. That's right. Um, so it just kind of keeps that live. Like, hey, something's going on. You know. Um, so that's really, really encouraging. What would you yeah. like to see more? Would you like to see more musical events, or just uh, just more communication on what's already available?
1: Yeah, so probably some of both of that. There are I mean, there's several groups in Americas and the surrounding areas that are, you know, good groups and mm-hmm. are willing to play, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they do they do play around sometimes for like First Fridays and uh some of the businesses in downtown will have different groups come to play and the Arts Center, Arts Council, mm-hmm. like they'll have groups come to play sometimes on First Fridays and That's awesome. Um so there, and if there. anyone
0: any of those groups are looking for a banjo player for five thousand dollars a night adam you would yeah there you'd you be go. okay
1: <laughs> you'd be available if, if, i'd think about it very hard
0: <laughs> yeah Ugh. that's great that's great yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the, the the music scene continue to uh be involved in that i think it's really really great uh for this this area yeah and, and i've sure. seen it too so um, so it, it, that's exciting. Um, so let me ask you this: So, so okay. today you are the BCM campus minister. Tell me a little bit, real quickly, about how you met Brandy, your wife, and and uh, a little bit about that college year for yourself, because you're a BCM guy. You're, yeah. So you're about this 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 gap between kind of the high school and career, right? So that's there's right. a there's a gap of about you know two to four years where people are still figuring out who they are. Why am I here? What am I going to do? Yeah. You even mentioned a little bit about that earlier that you know, the music scene was something that you could go to, but then you know, kind of the baseball is out, kind of music, not too sure. So you were kind of in that, that, that area of, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm in college, but I don't know exactly. So tell me a little bit about that.:
1: Yeah, so um, I met my wife, Brandy, actually, at uh, my church. Um, our our pastor had recently passed away, and Brian Puckett, who was the campus minister at the time, uh, came to fill in, and he brought uh, Brandy and uh, three more students at the time, BCM students with him just to come, and uh, Brandy was actually going to sing a song, a special for, for the church that morning, and um, so when they got there, like, I was running sound and all at the time, and so I had to help her get sound check and all of that. And then we went to Sunday school afterwards and took them, you know, all the other rest of the students that said it already went up. Yeah. And we're visiting the stuff. Do you know anything at that clients. moment? You're
0: doing sound check. Were you like, all right, who's this, who's this woman? What's going on? Or were you just like, no, nah, I'm doing my job. Yeah, that's okay. what my brain
1: was. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. let's just get this done so that I can get to Sunday school and we can all hang out. Cause I was kind of interested that there was new people okay. coming to Sunday school. Um, so that's how I met her uh, and didn't really think anything about it. And it was like just getting into winter break. And so BCM didn't happen mm-hmm. for another you know month or whatever. Uh, but at the time I hadn't been going to BCM. Like it was the only reason I went is because Brian came back one more time over Christmas break to fill in the pulpit again and he like invited me. And so I came mm-hmm. um, and established relationships with people and got to know Brandy a little better and. Yeah, we ended up dating and got married uh, when she graduated from college. I still had one more semester left. Yeah. but so how it—it it seems like Brian was very impactful
0: to you. Uh, oh yeah, coming and speaking, but also inviting you into community, inviting you into this 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 BCM and and so um, and I always think that's really really important. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, Brian specifically, or just others. You know, maybe a couple that just invested into you during your college years.
1: Yeah, so Brian is great. He um, he really just took the time to invest in me, but also just a lot of the other guys that were at BCM. You know, whether it's taking us fishing, or you know, bringing a loin to cut steaks and grill our own steaks. Yeah. You know, meeting with us one on one about different things we were struggling with, or um, rejoicing with us during during good times. Um, you know, graduation, uh, new careers, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And his wife, Courtney, uh, was always just really instrumental in coming along beside the the college yeah. girls and the ladies and all, too, as, as they were going through the same things.
0: Wow.
1: Um, wow. So they just really spent time investing in college mm-hmm. students. Um, yeah. And yeah. as far as that goes, like, it, it's impacted me and Brandy and, and a lot of the others. That, that we were in college with to the point that that's what we spend a lot of our time doing now. I mean obviously I'm the campus minister and that's mm-hmm. you know a big part of of what I do but even even our friends mm-hmm. now that they're not you know they're not BCM employees or, or yeah, anything yeah. like that yeah, yeah. but they just spend a lot of time you know of their own free time just Pouring into college students yeah. because they poured, like Brian and Courtney poured into us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, just the value of that. I mean, I would assume that a lot of students today are just like I was and just like you were, uh, just reaching out, just saying, hey, I know I need to get an education. I, I, I assume I kind of have a general direction, but there, there are components where I'm leaving my family. I'm kind of leaving what I know. Even if you're still in the same town, there's there's this idea of like you got you need to be your own person, yeah. um, and whether your personality is you know very engaging or it's not. I mean, people generally want to be in some form of community, um, and the value of that. Um, and so I, th- I think that that's super, super encouraging, even for anyone that's listening right now. Uh, man, if you would just uh, take take the time uh, and consider some of these college students that are just yeah. here, whether they're just walking into a store or, you know, whatever. they, A lot of people will maybe want to kind of shun off, you know, but but in some way they're looking for some, some connections there. So I think that's, that's really, right. really great. So I know the college is very, very open, especially during sports. I went to the first soccer game. That was really fun. Oh, yeah. That was really, time. really cool. Um, and I know a lot of the soccer players are, you know, they're not even from, you know, the area. So it's just like, that's great, you know. Um, yeah. So you get a chance to meet some really, really unique and awesome people. That's right. Uh, so, okay. So how, how did you become the BCM uh, campus minister?
1: Yeah. So I had been trying to work through what the Lord was doing in my life um, ministry wise, because I, I just wasn't really sure I had... One point, you know, in the last year, I was head, like head first into music ministry and thought that's what the Lord was calling me to do. And um, I like even was an intern at the church I'm at now as a um, pastoral intern under the the music minister mm-hmm. there. Um, and was fixing to try to, to start seminary with a worship leadership program uh through southern seminary in kentucky and uh i mean was was pretty sure that's what i was about to do yeah and uh brian was still at bcm and and he was just talking to me one day he's like well don't box yourself in i was Mm -hmm. like what do you mean he's like well you can teach you know how to teach you know how to discern the word and like you're starting to to preach some and he's like i would just be leery of boxing yourself in with just getting mm-hmm. like a worship degree from seminary and so i started looking elsewhere with some recommendations from him and a couple other pastors and and granted this is like a month before like fixing to come up on the deadline of like i need to apply or yeah. wait till spring and um so I came across uh, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary mm-hmm. in uh, Kansas City and applied there for like a general uh, theological degree there. And I'm in my first seminary now, but
0: mm.
1: our first sem- semester, and, but anyway, he left. Like Brian got a job in Warner Robins as an associate pastor up there at Central Baptist. And when he left, it left a, a spot at the BCM and and I kind of knew that it might be coming you know, from the last semester a little bit. And so I had been praying about it a lot, you know, do Mm -hmm. I want to step into, if this ends up happening, do I want to step into being a campus minister or not? Is that something that I want to take the next step into? And Mm -hmm. I just took a lot of time with the Lord a lot of time in prayer and, um. So it was just hard um, yeah. for me to work through because that's not at all where mm-hmm. I saw myself, you know, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a decision that uh, had to happen pretty quick, but also had to happen through a lot of, just a lot of prayer.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you're, you're there. Uh, I've, I've been there a few times. I've uh, been in just encouraged by the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed that you know different churches will come in, uh, I think weekly, and provide food. Uh, for the students so that's really really encouraging and then the students kind of lead their their own music mm-hmm. um, and uh, they also lead their own little groups throughout the week that's uh, right. and you come and you kind of you preach and teach on Mondays correct that's yes. kind of the general general sound yes. so tell me a little bit about what it looks like on a weekly basis for you mm-hmm. uh, again BCM stands for B yeah, BCM stands for Baptist Collegiate Ministry. Yes. Uh, what What does you, your kind of weekly rhythms look like as the campus minister?
1: Yeah. So um, Monday nights is our big our big kind of like day that we do meal at six thirty, worship at seven fifteen, um, which can like you say consists of uh, music for a few songs. Uh, spend a, a time of prayer um, mm-hmm. over just some bigger than we are, some different topics, some things that we're we're commanded to pray for, but that we can't necessarily control. Um, like some things we prayed for this year specifically, or this semester specifically, have been, you know, um, the elections coming up, but also. Uh, North American Mission Board, the mm-hmm. the Friendship Association, which is the association of churches around here, um, that some of it we do have a little bit of a hand in, but some of these are are way bigger than we are. Yeah, and um, but we're still called to pray for. Um, and then, so after music, we move into time of um, time in the Word uh, through sermon message, mm-hmm. um, which most Mondays I I preach, but. As it's my first semester, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm working through how to set a preaching schedule and how to work through my week to to consistently have you know time in the Word to to prepare uh, yeah. sermons and stuff like that. I've had you know I have a few guest speakers here and there when I know it's um, going to be busy times and stuff like that. Just yeah. just to allow me some time to to be able to do that and not come up with a
0: you yeah, know a half
1: baked sermon. Yeah. That's great. That's
0: great. Uh, what are some things that you guys do to, to reach uh, other students on the campus that don't know about BCM?
1: Yeah, so one of the big things we do is outreaches. Okay. And um, the outreaches themselves may not be that big sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they could be as, as simple as walking around campus, you know, passing out little cards that have our information on them and you're telling people about BCM to as, as complex as having worship going on on campus um, with tables set up for, you know, nothing but the purpose of sharing the gospel with people Mm. um, intentionally on campus, um, which is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, Just just the other day we were on campus using these things called solarium cards, and you just ask people questions. So, so for instance, one of the questions I asked was, how which picture best represents your spiritual life right now and there's these you know 40 something cards laid out on the table all of them have different pictures they're of real things but kind of with abstract
0: yeah
1: uh pictures on them but they're they're real pictures um and you just let them choose like you know I mean they're just all kind of crazy ones one of my favorite ones they're like when you say how is your spiritual life right now there's a guy that's like shoved inside of a locker mm-hmm. and he said and, and some people like, oh, I just could feel kind of boxed in mm-hmm. and you get to be able to share the gospel with them through their responses and it's just an easy segue into sharing the hope of, yeah. of Christ through that on campus
0: yeah that's huge that's huge what do you think I mean what have you noticed? being going to college and then now being the campus minister what are the 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 obstacles the cultural issues that students are coming with Uh, for example why would why why do they feel closed
1: in what what are some things that you've heard yeah so a lot there's a lot of i don't know if pressure is the right word but it may be of, of just trying to find out like who you are Kinda of like you talked about earlier, like your identity, like who am I? And but there's also a lot of pressure just from like different influences on well, you have to be this mm-hmm. or you don't have to be anything, you know, like just some just some different stuff and it can be hard for a lot of students and um and so what we like to do is just come alongside them and to to be able to support them through through that time. But also know that, like, who we are, is defined by the gospel, mm-hmm. you know. And to be able to to teach those principles to them, and and hopefully, um, lead them to Christ if they don't know Christ. And but but even if they don't, you know, to to still be there for them while they make those decisions, because, mm-hmm. you know, we we can't force anybody into yeah into into knowing Christ or anything like that. Um, and so so, if they don't ever come to know the Lord like that's that's something that is is okay, you know like it's that's not on me, but mm-hmm. um to know that we are still called to love them and care for them through those times, yeah, um whether they're Christians or not, yeah, yeah. you know we're we're called to do that as so, believers.
0: So they're dealing with social pressure, maybe from, from parents that say, hey, I want you to go to college, I want you to do this, or maybe they're not engaged at all, but they wanna impress their parents, they want their parents to be proud of them. That's right. Uh, but also social pressure from their the other students or you know influencers that they're paying attention to, maybe even social media. Hey, yeah. you need to be a millionaire by 20. Why That's are you right. not a millionaire yet? You know, <laughs> Why are you not a sensation? Why do you not have a viral video out? all of these social pressures uh, that, again, just kind of point towards that, that identity factor. Um, and so they're, they're feeling the pressures of that. And, and some, of, some of them take that pressure, and just like, I'm gonna go make it. Some of them take it and go, uh, it's crushing me, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. Um, you've mentioned the word gospel a few times. Uh, tell me, define the gospel for people as you're explaining that to students. You're saying, here here's the gospel. Um, what is the gospel, just in kind of the
1: general term? Yeah, so the gospel quite literally means the good news, uh, but the good news of Jesus Christ, knowing that um, we're broken and and sinful people who need a savior. That um, because we can't do it on our own, and um, so the good news of of Christ is that He's you know God's son. He's He's God the God the Son, which the Father sent to earth to live a perfect life, to, to die on a cross for our sins that we couldn't pay because we have a sin debt that we owe that we can't pay. And so Christ came because He could pay that debt even though He didn't owe it. And and He paid that debt for us and, and was put in a tomb and on the third day rose again, defeating uh, sin and death both to, to make a way back to the Father that, that we couldn't do on our own. Mm. So that, that we are able to have a relationship with the Father again, with God. Yeah, and so
0: why is that in general? Why is that good news to a, a student who uh, is just trying to maybe get through college or feels the weight of the pressure of college? How does
1: that How does that good news translate to them? Yeah. So, I mean, just in general, like the the punishment for sin, which is for everybody. Is, is eternal punishment and you know, and hell from forever, a separation from God. Um, which you know, I, I know a lot of people think it's like a scare tactic or whatever, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that good news is that we don't have to, but also knowing who God is and just his attributes that, that he is a loving God and he is a compassionate God, and that you know, everything that we're going through, like he understands. And is able to to walk through that with us and that we can just you know cast all of that on him and that um that he's able to to come alongside us and bear that with us. Um but also you know as a Christian you know comes with that as the Christian community mm-hmm. who also like we bear each other's burdens as well um as a community, as a whole community.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um let me ask you this: What, um, as students come in um, and they're they're wrestling with their identity, maybe they're just wrestling with just the day to day grind of of trying to complete their work and their homework and and get good grades and and hopefully have a career, um, and you're being able to to give them that. That, that kingdom through the proclamation of the gospel, yeah. but also just the opportunity to be a part of the kingdom of God, which you're talking about the community of people is the kingdom of God. and But then that also translates to, as a, as a BCM, as an organization, you want to try to tie students to even local churches. That's right. Um, because the BCM is not a church. Yes. It's an organization that that really tries to help students on campus to connect so that you can kind of give them maybe some long-term if they're gonna stay in town for a couple of years or maybe even find a career here. So uh, what are some ways that you guys have found that have been helpful for college students that are coming in uh, to get connected to, to local churches?
1: Yeah, so one thing that we do at the beginning of every year in the fall is we, we try to visit at least three churches as a, like, BCM group um, in the community um, and then after that we encourage the leadership team to to invite um, new freshmen especially or transfer students or whatever who haven't been in the community to to visit different churches that they want to visit that they mm-hmm. have heard about maybe or even that they think hey we think you might like this church do you want to go with us mm-hmm. kind of thing and so that's one thing that, that we try to do that is helpful for one it it allows students to see a church in the community Mm -hmm. that they might be interested in um attending and also it it also shows to the churches that like we're bcm and we are thankful for what you do but also like we're going to do our best to invest in your church as well yeah um but apart from that you know also i love I love most of the churches in the community that I've been to. Um, I haven't been able to visit all of them because mm-hmm. um, there's just quite, there's a lot. Yeah. But the churches that I have been to in the community, mm-hmm. um, I'm friends with a lot of pastors. I I enjoy um, just being in different churches. And so I, I always just make it an own to the students that I am willing to go wherever you want to go, whether it's a Baptist church or not. Yeah, you know, yeah. if if you're interested in visiting a church, I'll go with you. Yeah, right, let's just let's go. Let me know and we'll go. Because um, for one, I, I do just enjoy being around other other bodies mm-hmm. of of Christians just to worship the Lord. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's let's think about a little bit
0: of uh, I want to put your mind kind of towards just towards the future. Uh, yeah, like when you think about America's ten, fifteen years from now. And the impact that the BCM is making to students, especially those students that are either local, that are going to stay local, or uh, that are coming in that could find a career here, uh, whether it's just in a local office or just starting their own business. I mean, great, great opportunity right here, especially downtown. Oh, yeah. A lot of great places to come and start a business. Um, wh- where do you see the impact of the BCM as much as in your life, but also just... What would that look like in ten to fifteen years as a BTM is a part of that? What
1: what do you hope to see in Americas? Um, so I'd really love to see just a boom of of believers in Americas. Um and I've started to see, you know, some of that happening now, you know, just just of the people that I was in college with. Mm. You know, and, and I know not everybody stays in Americas, but there I mean there's Believers and good Christians, solid people who are, you know, HR reps mm-hmm. and teachers and local business owners, um, even that are in Americas, mm-hmm. you know, who who have already come out of BCM, um, and I would just love to see that grow. Yeah, you know, I'd love I'd love to see, see people stay in Americas. I know that's not the answer for everybody, but mm-hmm. I'd love to see that more, to see the value in Americas, and to see. Yeah. That, that there is value in in finding jobs and careers here but also maybe even starting new um, opportunities for other people and 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 being those lights to other people in America even yeah that's awesome I
0: love it I love it all right well let me do this uh, let me spend a little bit of time we're gonna do some like kind of like rapid fire questions uh, just to kind of get a chance to hear you uh, your story a little bit more yeah um, so let me do that um, let me ask you this. If you could play for any band or, and or, let me just say that, or if there was a particular concert that you would have loved to be on the stage for
1: in the past, um, what would that be and why? All right, so um, if I could be in any band now, it'd probably be Crowder. Okay. Uh, on the banjo. Yeah, or, that and guitar. Okay, yeah. Um, but as far as a concert, uh, it'd have to be when, I can't remember the name of the town it was over in Europe, but when Leonard Skinner had opened for the Rolling Stones, uh, I would have loved to have been <laughs> on that stage. <laughs> that's
0: right, that's right.
1: <laughs> Even just playing the triangle, just give yes, me something. Yes. Just give me something.
0: That's, that's awesome.
1: The YouTube videos, I highly doubt do it justice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1976, Network. There you go, Network. That's where it was. 19 what? 1976. 1976.
1: 1976.
0: So that was the time, man. Yes. Yes. Did we know how many people were there? You know what the crowd number was? I mean, it's got to be massive. Oh, it was huge. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's incredible. But they got in trouble because the Rolling Stones stage had like you know their logo is the the lips with the tongue yep and they have the tongue as part of their stage and then the opening bands were not supposed to walk out on that tongue and they did, and they did it anyway <laughs> and um so like the next band was yeah. like two hours late starting because they were like we don't like yeah they couldn't follow it that's crazy So I, between
0: 200,000 to
1: 300,000
0: yeah. 200,000
1: 300,000 people that's
0: insane yeah. gosh yeah yeah electric absolutely all right, let me ask you this. Um, what is your... What, what's your favorite restaurant? Where do you like to eat? Got to be La Hacienda. Okay, okay. Now, they where, have they always been over here, Laha? As far as I've known, they've okay. always been there. Nice, nice. Yeah, we've got some really great restaurants here. Yeah. Um, all right, let me ask you this. What is... Uh, what's your favorite sport? Got to be baseball. Got to be baseball, man. You're That's representing right. today. That's so, right. I love it. I love it. Do you do like the... Are you? Are you uh, like my wife used to actually like keep like the little scorecard? Like she was like that intense, that detailed about it. Or do you just
1: you just love playing the sport? Or or, yeah. or do you get that detailed? I don't I don't get that detailed into keeping up with statistics as much as I yeah. do mm-hmm. enjoy the strategy of baseball.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to over overthrow my wife in the sense that like she doesn't do that now. Like if you yeah, asking, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're oh yeah you're a baseball player like, well she used to do that as a kid. But yeah that's I mean, right. It was, it is. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy sport. I think that if anyone's going to get paid as much as athletic, athletes get paid, it should be baseball players because they play a lot. Yeah, they do. How many games is it? Like 150 something? I think it's 160. Oh, 100. yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, I mean, football is like 12 and you're done. You know? yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know what it is. Probably 12, 15. Might be 17. I don't know. Someone's yeah. gonna someone's gonna come in and be like, "He has no idea." That's right. I don't watch professional football, so. Uh, but yeah. but I think that's great. Um, all right, let me ask you this: uh, what what is a favorite family activity that you and Brandy do? Or
1: yeah, yeah. So we're both musically inclined, and okay. we love to sing and play together. Nice a little jam happen, sesh, session going yeah, on. Yeah, it doesn't okay. happen as much as we'd like. Just a Little with, sunny and share action. I don't know about all that, but you know. <laughs> We we to sing together at BCM, and um, we'll still just break out the guitar at home, and just oh, that's fun, man. have some fun times every now and then. That's great, man. That's, that's super cool. All right, let me
0: ask you this. If, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go,
1: and why? Oh, it'd have to be um, Europe, and not necessarily any general lo- location in Europe, but mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of World War II history. in Europe and I'm I'm a I like history but especially Mm -hmm. like the World War II era, era of of history yeah um and a lot of that happened on on the European front but also you know the Pacific front the the Pacific battles wow stuff like that that would be pretty cool
0: that would be pretty awesome
1: all right, Adam, thank you so
0: much, man, for coming and being a part of the podcast. We really enjoy, uh, I've really enjoyed getting to know you uh, throughout the last few weeks. I uh, pray that we continue to do that. So thank you so much for coming and c- continue to invest into these kids. I mean, these kids are, like you mentioned, they're, they're going through a lot uh, and they just need a few people just to let them know, hey, I'm here. I'm That's here right. for you. That's right. Um, and uh, we needed that and they need that today. So thank you so much for what you do.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Awesome. Awesome. I think we're.